With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Pretty Lies and Alibis. Let's seek the truth and travel the long road to justice together. What you know, alibiers, happy hump day to you. Hope you're having a good day so far. Okay, so we're in the wiretaps finally, and we got a little bit of a late start, but what I have learned is this is going to take forever, and there's no way that I can just do one episode because just the upload would take so long. So I just finished the morning session, literally all, because I have to keep rewinding like nonstop, if I can't hear something, if somebody's speaking a little banjo, I got to, you know, kind of get my banjo brain going, figure out what they're saying. So I'm going to have to kind of more summarize, but I've got pretty much word for word, these wiretaps for those of you who couldn't listen. And I'm going to tell you, I don't know how I feel about these. It is, I'll tell you what I think now, this whole idea that Billy was the mastermind, it's hogwash. I'm going to tell you, after listening to Angela Wagner pretty much all day, I'm going to tell you something. She's evil. She is so manipulative. And this was really eye-opening to me. So before we get started, real quick, music fact, The Temptations, remind me of my grandpa. They had nearly 100 R&B records that were on the charts, including 43 top 10 hits between the 1960s and the 90s. Their very first hit, Can't Help Myself, Sugar Pie Honey Bunch in 1965. All right, so we have Miss Julia from BCI just sitting there, poor thing. I bet her tushy is sore. She'd been up there all day. She explained in 2018 they tried to organize this a whole lot better than they did the year before. As we heard, those first ones they got in the car were just, you almost couldn't tell what they were saying. So they used more devices. They got more people involved, other analysts and agents, and people had to attend training classes, essentially getting caught up on the Wagners and the Roden family, who, by the way, can I just say... It occurred to me listening to these recordings today that these people, to me, I feel like they're getting lost in all this. And I hate when that happens in cases. Sometimes it's you've got to get to the root of the suspect or the people that are charged with the murders to convict them. But it's just so sad because I don't feel like we've heard about these people in a while and they were real people, and there are eight people that are gone. And so anyways, I just had that thought today. 
But the people who were going to listen to these recordings had to go to essentially a crash course on the Rodens and Hannah Gilly, as well as the Wagner family. And so they put listening devices, as we know, in the trucks, and then they got intercept warrants for the phones. The trucks were granted two extensions. Remember, they have to go back to court, give really good um, reason as to why they need to continue these. These are super hard to get and, and keep going. So they got one on July 27th, which gave them 30 more days of listening. And the last extension on Jake and George's phone extended on August 16th of 2018. So they put four listening devices total in the trucks. They replaced one device at one point because the audio was poor. The starting date on the truck and the phones was May 24th of 2018. And also on that day, they got the intercept warrants for George, Jake, and Angela's phones signed that day, June the 4th for Billy's. The final three phones were replacement phones that... um, they had replaced. So the as we know, the phone company routes those calls and everything into the listening room so they could hear and see what calls were taking place. These calls on May 30th and the 31st were before BCI did any tickling of the wires. So no investigative activities to stimulate conversation. So the first call is between Jake and Beth and they're talking about Angela. So... Uh, it's really hard to hear in the beginning as far as uh, Jake's breaking up. Um, And Beth says, I can't help overhearing because I was in the back room and I heard your mom telling you that you should suspect me again or that you should have never quit suspecting me. Jake says, well, she wasn't exactly saying that. It was more along the lines of, are you sure that, are you just going to take what Sophie said and just drop the subject? Beth says, I didn't hear any of that. And Jake says, can you hear me now? Uh, I said that mom has said that she wanted to know if if I took what Sophie said and just dropped it at that. Apparently, Sophie said you did, but you didn't. She was back and forth, you know, about the allegation of Beth touching her inappropriately. And Jake says that Angela is just extremely worried. And Jake asks Beth, are you okay? And she says, no. And Jake says, it's okay. And Beth says, no, it's really not. Jake says, why? And Beth says, well, it's not really a sustain, it's not really sustainable to live under this kind of suspicion. Jake says, all I know is mom said she's going to leave it all up to me with what happens, whether anything happens or not, it's all on me. So I don't know exactly what's next. And there's a really long silence. Finally, Jake says, are you still there? And she says, she's here. And he asks, what's wrong? She said, it's just really, really difficult to live with someone who thinks I'm worse than a murderer. And she's so willing to believe it, jumping to believe I'm worse than a murderer. All relationships are built by trust and destroyed by mistrust. And this kind of distrust is eating away on my soul. Jake says, I'm sorry. I don't know why she's like that. Growing up like that before and being judgeful, I don't know. Beth says, it's probably Tabby's fault. And Jake says, oh, yeah, both their fault. I'm sorry. She says, I know you are. It just kind of makes me just not want to exist. And he says, don't say that because I love you. Seriously, no matter what my mom thinks about you. 
She says, apparently what you think of me can get to change at the drop of a hat. And that was the end of that recording. Um, so this next one is May 30th, 2018 at 9.50 p.m. This is an outgoing from Jake to Beth where they discuss the dynamics of the Wagner household. Jake tells her it's hard to hear. And she says, I, I heard that you love me. It just doesn't matter what she thinks about me. It just matters what you think about me. He says, yeah. She says, you say that, but I live with her five days out of the week and you two days out of the week. He said, I agree it's like that now. You say that. And then there was something really hard to hear. And then she says, but I live with her five days out of the week. So it does actually matter. He says, oh, well, it's not actually what she thinks. She's not letting her guard down. She has to take a chance where she could be right or she could be wrong. It's not her. It's of the topic. She said, you don't know that I pretty much stay away from the kids the whole time you're gone. And if they come in when I'm here, she freaks out. And basically, if I have anything to do with them, it freaks her out. And so that freaks me out. And because everything is on the line. He says, what do you mean? She said, so I told you she, she keeps trying to close me in the back room. If I was to not be paying attention 100% of the time, and if she was to succeed and close and lock the door for more than one minute, she's talking about Sophia here, I think. Your mom would say that's a possible time I could have been abusing Sophie. So I'm constantly on edge and constantly watching and constantly having to make sure I don't touch the kids or they don't follow me into the room or follow me into the house when your mom's not in there or anything like that. And she's always, she's constantly watching the same way, having to make sure they're not following me and make sure we're not alone together. And it's extremely stressful for everybody concerned. And of course, the kids don't understand why they can't play with me. And they keep, hey, play like this, play like that. And I can't do it. It's really, really, like I said, if there was ever a time when I wound up being alone in the house and alone in the room with either of them, that would be seen as a potential time when I could have been abusing them. He says, I don't know how to fix that. I'll try to find a way. She says, well, there's an easy way to fix it, but it's the way you don't like. And he says, what? And she says, distance. He said, yes, yeah, true. But again, it's like literally putting our relationship in a mailbox and shipping it around the world to come back. She says, that's exactly how it is anyways. He says, what, what is it? And Beth says, I said, that's practically how it is anyway. And he says, how you figure? She said, it's pretty much on hold as it is. And he says, how? And she says, because Sophie doesn't like me being here. He said, yeah, but after a year, honey, that'll change. She'll get used to you. You're still new to her. She said, you know, she's not going to accept me unless your mom does. You see that, right? If your mom's on edge around me, she's going to be on edge around me. Beth really um, is has a good grip on things. And surprisingly, in the later conversations between Jake and Angela, it's Jake the one who makes sense. And Angela's just out of her gourd, y'all. I'm serious. She is, she's, she's on another planet. But Jake said, yeah, I can try talking to mom about things, about how you feel about this and that and whatnot. But when it comes right down to it, it would be better if you talk to mom about how this is concerning you. She said she wouldn't care. It doesn't matter to her. See, your mom could care less how something affected me. 
but it doesn't matter to her. The only thing that matters to her is the kids and you guys. So she doesn't care diddly squat how something affects me. Because if you think about it, if you had a snake in your house and she sees me as a snake, you wouldn't care one bit how the machete you're swinging affects the snake. You don't care. And that's the way it is. So it doesn't matter how something affects me to anyone but you. He says, I'll talk to her. She says, I don't know if there's really a way to make anything different. I mean, as long as that discussion is there, it's, go it's going like this. There's pretty much no way of disproving that suspicion either. Obviously, I can prove from this point on that I'm not doing that, but there's no way to prove that I did not do that. No matter what happens, that suspicion will be there. He says, I don't know. I'll just talk to her about it. I'll figure something out. Other than that, did you tell my mom the whole first week we were together in that house that I wanted to do some things with Sophia in there? She says, I didn't say the whole first week. I said the first week you did. She brought it up. She said, Sophia is a light sleeper or pretends to sleep. So you might think she was asleep and she wasn't. And she might have seen something during that time. She told me about the shirt off comment that Sophie made in the living room. So I did tell her that first week we were living here, you had sometimes done that sort of thing after Sophie was asleep, like looking down my shirt or wanting to do something more in here. I didn't say it was all week long, just in the first week that it did happen, that you wanted to do things in here after she was asleep. But you realize within that first week, and me too, that it was not something that should be done that happened. He said, okay. She said, don't you remember that? And he says, yeah. And Beth says, okay, so what's the big deal? He said, I was just asking. And she said, why? He said, I know I didn't because she had said that you said I wanted to every night the first week and she asked me which one, yes or no. And I said, no, that's inaccurate. So mom says she's lying. So Beth says, no, I said within the first week, I didn't say every single night. At least that's not what I intended to communicate. The only thing I intended to communicate was within the first week, there was some event like that. He says, okie dokie, no big deal. Then she says, I feel like I'm living in Nazi Germany. And then I think this is what he said. Oh, no idea where that's at. I'm not sure that I got that right, but I'm, I think maybe I listened like 50 times, y'all. I think that's what he said. Okay, so going into this, this next one is between Jake and Angela, and they refer to a date of June 7th, 2018. It's not super made clear in the recording until much later, so I'm going to go ahead and give you a heads up. This is the one-year mark that they could get Tabby for abandoning Vine. So the thing that struck me about this conversation between Angela and Jake, number one, the voice we hear in court is very different than the one we hear on these recording because her powers are gone. She has no hold on anybody anymore. She is on the bottom of the totem pole at this point to where when these conversations took place, she was kind of the queen bee up high. And what I thought was interesting is Jake pushes back with her firmly but his voice gets really super high-pitched when he is uh, giving it back to her. And I want to Google high-pitched voice when arguing because there's got to be something psychological there. I don't know. 
So this is May 31st, 2018, 12.03. This is shortly after um, talking, let's see, he talked to Beth, my bad. Okay, so this is the next day after he had this conversation with Beth. And so this is at 12.03 p.m., an outgoing from Jake to Angela, and they talk about Beth. Angela says, anyway, Beth's at the library again. And he says, yeah, I know. She says, what is she doing at the library every day for three or four hours? And he says, using the internet. She said to put in job applications. And he said, yeah. She said, what's she doing in the room for three to four hours all day long when she's telling me she's putting in job applications that they may be jobs in Jackson and Oak Hill? He said, yeah. I said, Oak Hill, Minford, Excuse me. Angela said she can't do Minford, Jacob. Now, she cannot work in Minford. He said, okay, I have a question. What's the big deal about working there or even in Portsmouth? Portsmouth. Angela said, because half this family is always over there. And by family, she's not talking about the Wagners. I think she's talking about Tabby's family because that June 7th deadline of the one year. Jake said, they have no idea who she is. She says, I don't care. Did she get a library card to use that internet and stuff up there? She says, there. (laughs) He says, I don't know. She says, well, Jacob, I think you do know. He says, I don't know. She said, you don't know if your wife has a library card or not? And he says, no. She says, okay, first off, she took pieces of paper up there yesterday to prove where she lives. So tell that tells me she got a library card. He says, okay. She says, and we're supposed to not do anything until after the 7th of June. Do you remember that? They know who she is. You know that, right? He says, you didn't want to do absolutely anything else until, and he speaks banjo, y'all. She said, I thought we were waiting. I thought we were holding off and stuff until then. He said, not in South Webster. She says, you know what, Jake? And he says, what county is that in? Minford, Jackson, Oak Hill? She said, and, and Angela starts naming who works in what town and tells Jake to go ahead. He's naming all these different counties. Angela said, whatever. You know what? Just let her go. Let her go to work. Doesn't matter to me. He said, what's the big deal with that? She said, well, I thought it was a big deal, Jake. I thought saving our butt, keeping us safe, keeping the kids safe was a big deal. That's what it is, okay? He said, her getting a job. How that's a big deal, of her getting a job. She said, well, I don't know. And then she says, quit, Bovine. Bubby, quit. Go in the TV room and sit down. And then she's like, now. Then she says, I don't know, Jake. I mean, you say we can't do this. We can't do that. You hide your truck and everything. You take everything off your truck and sell it so it doesn't even look like a normal truck. You basically give everything away. If it's not such a big deal, why do you do all that for? He said, stop. You're delusional. You need to go on medicine. She said, excuse me, Jacob. You will stop insulting me right now. You've done enough damage. You've done enough damage around here. Now, I'm telling you, you will stop insulting me. You and George both will not treat me that way. He said, I'm not treating you no way, Mom. You need medication or whatever that stuff is. You are literally off the deep end. She says, really, Jake? Really? He says, you're making it out to be a big deal, and it's not. I don't want my truck to be recognized. Everyone knows what it looks like. And she said, you hear a kid crying in the background. She says, hang on a second. And then she has like this kind of evil tone to the kid. 
And then she comes back, listen to me, Jake. He said, first, I don't want to be recognized when I take it over to Granny's house. And she says, oh, yes, good for you. You can take it to Granny's house, but you, 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 you can't take it to Granny's house, but you can put her work right there where they all work at. When she, when she tells them she lives down here, what did you think people... You know what, Jake? I don't care, okay? I'm just done. I can't help you no more, but I'm going to tell you this. And they're both yelling all over each other. No, you going to listen. I want, I want to thank you, Jake, for what you did to Sophie. He says, what did I do? She said, you did, a, you did a really good job, Jake. He said, what did I do to her? She said, oh, let's see that this is her mommy. I'm her grandmother. Beth didn't do anything wrong to her ever. It was just Sophie saying that, and everything's going to be fine. Now she loves Beth more than me, and she believes Beth over me because I'm just her grandmother. Yeah, woman, you are her grandmother. I mean, at this point, Angela, you, your ovaries are like grapes. So Jake said, I never told her you were just her grandma. She said, thank you so much. And not only that, because you had to go and tell Sophie that crap. Now she tells it to Bolvine. And he has 50 million questions wanting to know how it is that I am Sophie's grandmother. So you've done enough damage. He said, how did I do damage, Mom? You're not her mother. Boom. Like, silence. Uncomfortable, awkward, silent. Quiet as a mouse on Angela's part. He said, you are her grandmother now. That's the only thing I ever told her along that line was when we were in Alaska and she asked me who her grandmothers were. She said, no, Jake, I'm talking about the other day unless you want to call your daughter a liar again and you probably will and believe everybody else under the sun. So that call ends. And I think, again, we know she had this obsession with, with Bolvine and Sophia and to hear Jake say, you are her grandmother, you're not her mother, to hear him sort of talk back. Now, we know Jake was her favorite, the chosen one, the golden boy. The silence was deafening on her end as I imagine she is digesting this. But I was surprised at how much Jake shoves it right back in her face. So what's kind of sad to me listening to this too is with Hannah Mae, he's very protective over Beth. At this point, he's a murderer. He has murdered Hannah Mae and personally four other members of her family. And you think, you hear the manipulation in Angela and you kind of wonder Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Had he been a little older, I mean, we we definitely didn't want him to be older with Hannah Mae, but what I'm saying is, you kind of wonder if maybe at this point he realizes the damage that Angela did to Tabby and to Hannah Mae and 
he wasn't willing to lay down so easy with Angela, although it's way too late. It's just a matter of time before they're going to be arrested for murders. And, you know, we know at the core he's an evil man. But there's just, it was really weird sort of hearing some normalcy from him after hearing just him on the stand in that clip that was leaked, how matter-of-fact and evil and no emotion in the world uh, he was in describing the murders as opposed to him sort of advocating a bit for Beth and these. That was sort of my take on it. It, it was different. Um, also... Now it's time for our paid sponsor of the week, Everlywell. This year, you can prioritize what matters most when you share the gift of health from Everlywell. Choose from at-home lab tests like food sensitivity, women's health, or men's health, or vitamins and supplements because love and health are all you need. Everlywell is digital health care designed for you with personalized results and accessible tools for long-term health. With over 30 at-home lab tests and high-quality vitamins and supplements, you'll be able to find the perfect test for you or your loved one. The women's health, food sensitivity, and celiac disease screening tests are only a few of the options. Here's how it works. Everlywell ships products straight to you or your loved one with everything needed in one package. If you ordered an at-home lab test, the sample can be simply collected at home and shipped back to a certified lab in the prepaid envelope included with the test. Digital physician-reviewed results are sent straight to your preferred device in just days. If you ordered vitamins and supplements, you can start adding them to your daily routine right away. It's so simple. Over 1 million people have trusted Everly Well to support their health and wellness goals. And now you can help your loved ones do the same. I took the food sensitivity test, which measures your body's immune response to 96 foods to help guide you on what types of food to prioritize in a two-part elimination diet. The gift of health has never been so easy to share than it is this holiday. For listeners of Pretty Lies and Alibis, Everly Well is offering a discount of 20% off an at-home lab test at everlywell.com com slash what the world that's everlywell.com slash what the world for 20% off your next at home lab test that's everlywell.com slash what the world during the Angela calls this was the both of them <laughs> um, so I'll put these in the link in the description if you're new I always put the pictures up so those of you who listen can at least see what I'm talking about but uh, this is all really hard stuff to listen to. Number one, because I think Angela has busted my eardrums, y'all. I've wore my beats all day. All right. So this is, let's see, that last call, just to put this in perspective, that was May 31st at 12.03. This next one is May 31st at 12.10, outgoing Jake to Angela. And the synopsis, Jake and Angela talking about relationships with the kids and Beth. So Angela, in this recording, is first in a very mean voice. Are you there? He says, yes, I'm here. I told her one time in Alaska that you were a grandmother. Nana was a grandmother. Grandma Geneva was a grandmother. She never said nothing about it. He names a couple of more. I just couldn't understand him. She said, no, you, no, she said you told her this just the other day. Whenever you had her make Beth go to town with you guys. That's okay, though, because you know what? It's caused so many thingamajigs going off. I don't know how I'm going to fix this problem. He said, you told me I should tell Sophia. And then Angela interrupts and says, no, I said, Jacob, if you choose not to put Sophie first and not to believe Sophie, then you have to have, and you have to have that other part of life that you have 
to tell her that would be your only option. In other words, she's saying if you insist that Beth is going to stay in your life and you're going to let her call her mom or whatever, then that would be your only option. He said, you're telling me that either I don't trust Sophie or I kick my wife to the curb. That's what you're saying you said? She said, no, Jake, I don't care what you do with your life. I don't. But from here on, when it messes with my life or it messes with bullvines, he says, mom, I'm not messing with yours or bullvines or whatever. Please don't cause problems. And she said, oh, I'm not trying to. And she said, oh, and the other thing, the other thing is the next time that your wife is going to cause problems wherever I try to get Sophia and Bullvine to calm down for a little bit and you call me all like, are you putting the kids to bed to let me tell you something? When I'm ready to tell you that Sophie's ready to talk to you on the phone and I'm really putting them to bed, I'll call you because I've never done anything like that. So you can tell Sophie unless she just fell asleep and I didn't know it. And he says, well, what are you talking about? And that's literally all. It was just, you know. Not uh, the best formulated paragraph. She said, how'd you know I was putting to, them to bed last night, Jake? He said, Beth told me because I told her to. And then she's talking over him and then he yells, I told her to. He said, I said to Suds, call me before you go to bed. She says, okay, and hangs up. So I call Beth to make sure Sophie calls me before she goes to bed. Angela said, that's right. Beth was hiding in her little bedroom closet corner wherever she hides in there all day long. So let me tell you something. I don't like snoopers. I don't like people who do stuff behind my back. He's yelling at this port. That's not snooping, mom. That's because I asked her to call me if Sophie starts to go to bed. She said, don't you think she should have come to me and said, hey, are you putting them to bed? I reckon she shouldn't. So I'm going to tell you what's wrong. Jacob, I'm sick and tired of you making an excuse for every single thing that person does when you are so blind that you cannot see the light. He said, Mom, she was doing exactly what I told her to. And she said, of course she is, Jake. It's a misunderstanding on my part, right? Tell me that, Jake. Say it to me. I dare you to tell me it's a misunderstanding on my part. And Jake says, or what? She said, well, I don't know. It seems to be every time I can prove to you she's lying, you always spin it so it's a misunderstanding. Or, I didn't know, I didn't know. Or, And then she says in a really sarcastic voice, I'm from Texas. Because remember, Beth's from Texas. He said, Mom, you have not proved she's lying. Angela says, wake up. He says, and everything you said she was lying about, I asked her about what you said, about that deer antler. And she told me exactly what you said, and that's what she did. Angela says, oh, no, no, Jake, no, no. I did not say to put it away. I said, put it over in the corner where Sophie can see it. And she put it up on the top of the closet where she couldn't even see it. He says, that is a misunderstanding. She thought you said to put it up so they couldn't get hurt on it. She said, how many misunderstandings are there going to be, Jacob? He said, a few, Mom. She and I don't even have the same language. <laughs> Angela said, she got so mad at me for no reason at all, and she wanted to get me life. A life sentence, right? So that's, that's a misunderstanding, too. He says, oh, my gosh, Mom. I love you to death. Angela said, I told you, Jake, I wouldn't trust, trust her. I told you that. He said, you need your medicine. You need to be more mellower. Angela says, what medicine, Jake? 
your hormone medicine. She said, my hormone medicine, that's not due yet, Jacob. He said, well, which one is like $500, Mom? She said, that's my fibromyalgia medicine, but I hardly ever take it. He said, I don't know what's wrong, but there's something wrong with you. And <laughs> in the background, Angela says, put it in the sink, Sophia. What's wrong with me, Jake? I'm just telling you how it is. I'm telling you what's going on. And you're like, Sophie who I have been through thick and thin for, to hell and back for. She looks at me and she says she believes Beth over me. He said, Ma, she's four years old. She said, she's repeating what you tell her. He said, I never told her that. Yes, you did, Jacob. No, I didn't. You know what? Unlike you, I believe Sophie and I'll never put anyone in front of her. You know what? I know you did, Jake. He said, no, you don't because I didn't say that. She said, well, let me ask you this, Jake. You remember that one day? This is, in the, this is the last thing I'm ever going to tell you. You remember that one time you told me it was horrible when you have someone constantly rag you and say bad things about you and insult you, and you said Hannah Mae done that to you. And I thought about that all the time, and she kind of sounds like she's trying to get emotional, but it's total manipulation, y'all. You went through that, and I didn't know, and I felt so bad because you're my son. You know what your wife does? This is manipulation right here, y'all. She sees. Okay, so this is how I read it. She sees that strong-arming Jake isn't going to work. So what's she going to do? She's going to lie. And she's going to say things to Jake to try and get him to hate her another way. So Angela says, she insults you constantly when you're not around. All she does is ever say bad things about you. When you tell me how your life is so different. He says, Ma, she says, I'm, a, I'm in la-la land and I don't pay attention. That's not bad. That's the truth. She says, oh, and that you're naive and that you're dumb and you're stupid. He said, okay, I have never heard her say that I was dumb. She said, oh, and you don't know how to be a father. Here we go. So you go for the gut when you can't do it. What do you do to a parent when you really want to hurt him? Then you... Make them question their parenting skills. So Angela says, oh, and you don't know how to be a father to Sophie, and George doesn't know how to be a father to, to Bullvine. Should I go on? Or wait, I'm sorry you didn't believe a thing I say anymore. So you know what, Jake? I can't help anymore. And Sophie doesn't listen to a thing I say anymore. So I can't even help when something really happens to her and you don't listen. She has no one. He says, Ma, I love you. I really do, but you're having a mental crisis. You're having a nervous breakdown because with Beth here, I'm going to move out. And Angel says, excuse me. Let me tell you something. If you want to move out, that's fine. And take Sophie. I can't stop you, but I'm going to tell you something. You take her and move in with Beth, and I'll never get an ounce of rest because I know Sophie will be in danger. He said, she's not in danger. You can't say, I know she's in danger, mom. You're paranoid. She said, no, Jake, I know she is. And he says, no, you do not know she is. Yes, I do. He says, knowing something is stone cold proof, mom. She said, when you convince a four-year-old that it was their fault that you sat on them and are stroking their hair with a hairbrush, you are an evil person. He said, you know what, I'll talk to Sophie when I get home again, but I, I know I did not tell her that. She says, well, you know what, Jacob, I'm never saying another word. Whatever she feels, whatever she believes, I'm never saying another word because she'll just get more upset, and I'm not doing that to her. Buddy, don't do it on my account.
But if you love her, you need to think about things and stop thinking about yourself. Again, it's that manipulation. If you love your daughter, you'll just get rid of Beth because I don't like her. You have to think, though, at this point, they all know BCI's on to them. I think, really, at this point, Angela knew it was a matter of time before they were arrested. I think George knew it was a matter of time. I think Jake's starting to come to that conclusion, although, then again, they're so narcissistic, they probably think, oh, it's been two years, we haven't been arrested, you know, they just probably keep thinking they'll get more and more time. But in the back of Angela's mind, I think Beth was nothing more than a risk for a million different reasons. And probably even more than than blowing their cover, the risk of her murdering son finally ditching her and having a, you know, in her mind, a normal life, which is with his wife and child, but she's not thinking about the fact they're not normal and they never will be because they killed eight humans. But the manipulation is very subtle, but it's so blatant. It's really, really obvious. And it, it really blew my mind. She's crazy. So um, Jake says, I'm not thinking about myself. And she says, stop thinking. Everything is okay. Just because someone tells you something, it's not okay. People aren't trustworthy. You should know that. He said, oh, that's nice, mom. If it's not one of the four of us, it's not trustworthy. She said, not when they're doing inconceivable things like that up front, all immediately, no. He said, Mom, I love you. She thought that was a way to get her to stop doing that. And you know what? It was wrong, and she ain't going to do it again. So I don't know. It, it seems to let maybe Beth might have kind of pinned Sophie down to brush her hair, and, you know, that's where that came from. She said, nope, she ain't going to do it again. Let me tell you something, Jacob. I'm going to tell you something about people. When you put Sophie with her and I'm not around and there's nobody around to see she's already gotten away with getting Sophie to believe the first time was her fault. The way Beth was raised with all the mental issues she has with her family, it'll happen again and again, and you'll never know until it's too late. And Sophie won't tell you because she'll be convinced it's her fault and she'll be scared to death. Daddy will be upset with her and she'll run something Daddy wanted to make She'll run with something because she wanted to make daddy happy. He yells, stop it right now. If Sophie can hear you, that's where she's getting that crap from you. Angela says, Sophie can't hear me and she's not getting it from me. It's all on you. He said, you're overreacting. She's four. She tells me she hates me and she loves Uncle George more than she loves me. If she tells you she loves Beth more than you right now, it's not a big deal. You're having a breakdown over it. It's not a big deal. She said, okay, Jacob, that's fine. That's fine. Whatever. I got to go. And like her mood is she didn't bend Jake. So her mood shifts really quickly and it's very audible. You can hear it. He says, you know what you need? You need, you need to go back to church. That's what you need. She needs Jesus. By the way, it's going to take me until Jesus comes back to finish transcribing this stuff. She says, Jacob, I have faith. Uh, she said, Kay, you and George, you need to get your lives together and you need to realize what's important because you're straying off the path. He said, straying off the path of what you think? Is that it? I mean, really, he nailed it. Look, he's evil. He's a murderer, but he called her. She said, that's got nothing to do with me, Jacob. He says, well, okay, mom, I love you. I'm doing what I think is right. She said, hey, Jacob, let me ask you something. Do you think it's right to put Bullvine in the middle of something or to ruin his life? Let me tell you something, Jake. 
I don't trust her around Bullvine. Why do you think I don't want him in that bedroom back there? I will never leave him alone with her ever. He said, well, mom, I love you. Okay. I don't know what to say to that one. And again, it didn't work. And she says, I got to go. And then it's, well, let me pull Bullvine into this and let me get his gears turning that maybe she's a threat to Bullvine and that might snap him back into thinking like me. She said, let me tell you something, Jacob. Don't you think it's odd that she said when she was telling me about what they did to her up until a while back, she didn't even realize it was wrong what her and her brothers were doing. And then she says, Jacob. And he says, what? She said, did you hear what I said? He said, first off, mom, it was until she was 13. That's what she said. And then she was 21 when she realized her family didn't love her. She said, bring her down to the sheriff's office. It doesn't matter who knows where we are. Let her file charges. I told her to do it. She said she didn't have money for an attorney. She said she didn't have money, and if you are sexually assaulted by family, you don't need money, so what's the excuse? He said, I told her that too. She says, well, then why won't she do it? And he said, she wants to get on with her life. She'll have to testify in court and bring all that back up. And she says, hey, if she wants to get on with her life, she needs to do it. He said she's already got on with her life. She's scared of her brother. She can take them to court, and, she, and if she can't prove it, it gets thrown out. Angela says, let me tell you something. If she doesn't do anything, she's accepting it like Tabby and them. He said, no, mom. She said, you know what? Forget it. No matter what I say to you. He said, Tabby embraced it and went with it. Continued her life the same way. Never got off that boat. She got brainwashed. There's a difference of not doing something because you think it's right and not because you want to move on. If Beth does and they get off, she's afraid of what might happen. There's a big difference with that. She said, I don't know what to tell you. I don't want to deal with it. Just let it go. He said, if, she, if he doesn't get convicted, not only is Beth in danger, me and Sophie are in danger because she lives with us. His voice is very high-pitched at this point. I mean, like soprano high. So she says, what do you care? You put all of us in danger, Jake. All of us. He said, how did I put you in danger? She said, all you've done is put this on us. Now we got to deal with it. He says, you got to deal with nothing. She said, oh, I know how to deal with that thing. Okay, that's all right. Just let it go. Forget it. I'll take care of myself. Forget it. I'll never ask you for nothing else. He said, you can't understand it's possible. Someone might think differently than you. She said, you're the one who told me you make 90% of our plans and about Sophie and Vine. I followed your decisions. Don't look at me like I'm the bad guy. I've let you guys have the run of it for quite some time. He says something about Alaska. I think he said, I was really feeling Alaska. Angela said, you should have made some money in Alaska. And Jake said, I was making money. She says, what are you going to do? And you'll never see Sophie, Jake. Sophie was miserable miserable there. And so so was Bovine. You know what? You don't, Bovine. You know what? You don't care what I think or anything. Why don't you go back? He said, I don't have the money or the resources to go back. And she says, they'll let you have your jog back. And he said, yeah, they would. Jake speaks a little banjo, just bum, bada, bum. And Angela says, wait, you're going to take her away? You're going to take her away and stick her in a house. And Jake says, yeah, I'm going to take her to a couple of hundred yards away. Wow. She said, who's going to teach her when I'm not there? Please, God, don't tell me you're going to have Miss Philosopher who doesn't know crap teach her. 
He says, you insult her every day and you just can't quit. And she says, just forget it, Jake. Angela says, she's going to go. Forget it, Jake. I got to go. He said, just because she goes to the library to get a job so her phone doesn't crash, you think it's the end of the world. None of the people in Ohio knows what she looks like. She says, I got to go. I don't care anymore. I don't want to hear everyone has to hide. Jake, we need to hide from Tabby until June 7th. Then Angela says, I got to go. And Jake says, whatever. Bye. So I still have a long ways to go, but I wanted, this is already 41 minutes and this is only three conversations. So I kind of feel like in doing the way I'm doing this, it comes across a little better, but I think I'm going to have to condense a little bit. Otherwise I'll be up till 3 a.m. doing this and I don't even know where we left off today, y'all. So uh, I've just been rewinding, fast forwarding, rewinding, rewinding, playing, rewinding, pausing. So it's, uh, we'll get there. Lord have mercy. I just hit my button wrong. So we'll get there. I'm going to put out another episode tonight. That one might be a little bit longer, maybe over an hour. Not sure. You can listen to it when you're able to, but I really do want to finish up these wiretaps today. Uh, Expect the defense to take over if they haven't already. I don't even know. Uh, what went on the last part of the day. So we'll see you later tonight. Uh, All right. Have a good one.